You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Welcome to another episode out of the blank podcast. I'm here with Tyler, aka Cheddar. That's right. Cheddar, dude. All right. So would you do anything for a million dollars? Anything for a million dollars? Anything. Fuck, I've thought about this before. Uh I would, but it just really depends on what we're talking about here. Basically, in the 10 minutes or so that we last talked before recording this, I had seen the weirdest thing I've ever seen on Facebook, and it brought two questions to my mind. One was, how much alcohol would it take for me to be able to do this? And two (laughs) was, how much money would be involved to make me do this? Do you want to take a shot in the dark at what this was? Let's roll. Let's do it. So it was what they call ponyists and it's the people that like to dress up in gimp mask and pony outfits and literally it's a whole track they're called pony hobbyists and i literally just saw a so they act like horses there's yeah but there's women that are in gimp outfits that are slapping the guys that are dressed as horses and they're running through obstacles like when you're teaching dogs (laughs) and i'm like please to god don't let this be america and next thing you know it's new orleans i'm like son of a bitch there's you know what dude I'm doing that shit for free, bro. Fuck a million bucks. I'm, really? I'm fucking bucking up, bro. I'm fucking, I'm like a Clydesdale. I'm going to be out there like the Budweiser horse. <laughs> if you fucking... saw the woman I saw that the guy was pulling, <laughs> I was like, no wonder he's not going fast. Yeah. <laughs> That's like put his horse on a diet. <laughs> well, Tyler, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? And if you want, what do you do professionally or whatever you're interested in? So my name is Tyler. Um, I'm actually a private contractor. I run my own business uh, for Kaiser, the hospital. I do all their medical supplies. And then on the side, um, I'm actually a hip hop and pop artist from Sacramento, California. I go by Young Cheddar. I'm on Spotify, Amazon, Google Play, um, YouTube. You can look all my music up. Um, I'm signed with Sony. So it's a, it's a nice little deal there. But on um, my major passion, everything that I'm really into, I'm into uh, uh, micro brews and craft beers. And lately I've been doing a uh, company that I started called the Brew and Review Crew, where we go to different breweries and we try out IPAs, Imperials, Stouts, Ales, all sours, all types of beers. And uh, we conversate about them and then we take it back to a podcast that's under construction right now. And um, just to give you a quick little little glimpse of how it's, how it's going to be, this is where we're going to set up the podcast area over here but then everything is filled with just micro beers and every time someone comes to my podcast they bring a beer we set it up we conversate about um excuse me we conversate about the beer and uh that's where i actually found you i was uh, going through instagram and um i was looking at people that enjoy beers the same way i do and i'm so glad that you reached out to me because this is actually the first zoom podcast that i've ever been on Ooh, I'll teach you all the tips and tricks once this thing's over. Trust me, I'll give you any information you need. I've done a, I've done a little, a little bit of conversating. I would say just a tiny bit. That's right. I seen your Instagram though. You got a bunch of episodes, man. So that's awesome. But uh, it's funny because, um, you know, looking at your room, two things came to my mind. I was like, thank God he's a beer reviewer because this is a person with a serious drinking problem if he's doing anything else. (laughs) But why exactly beer (laughs) reviews and especially IPAs? Because I've talked to a few people that review IPAs, but I think it's all in the aspect of 
highlighting the little guy. I mean, yeah. holy shit, you want to talk about some major beer companies. One, I think Corona is never going to be looked at the same way. Um, and like, you know, Coors, all these major ones. And I'm like, either you're drinking to get fucked up or you're drinking for a taste. For me, I don't really drink a lot. But let me tell you something. Not your father's root beer is some bomb. It's the best fucking shit I've ever have you had. The, have you had the not your father's cream soda or orange yes. cream soda? Wow, it's awesome, dude. Imagine yeah, they're delicious. You could replace that in a kid's sippy cup for that. Well, if you like stuff like that, there are beers, and I know you know about them, the Sours. They have, uh, they have Sour Patch Kids ones. They have Kool-Aid flavor ones. I mean, there, there is something for everybody in the craft beers. Now, the reason why I say I jump over to the craft beer was if I want an Aguafina or a Dasani or an Arrowhead, I'm going to buy that. I'm not going to buy some watered-down beer that has no flavor that's been mass-produced by the big guys. I used to be the guy that drank the cheapest beer that you could you could think of, King Cobra, Bud Ice, uh, just cheap, cheap beer. I didn't have a lot of money growing up. I, I didn't grow up that way. But then all of a sudden, I started getting into um, craft beers, um, started drinking local beers and noticing that the people that were making the beers were from the same area I was from. And it just made the experience that much better when you drink a Track 7 beer. Shout out to Track 7 Beer Brewery. It's in Sacramento, California, where I'm from. They make a delicious beer. And then when you go into the brewery, you get this whole other experience that you don't get at a bar. You get to bring your dog there. They have food trucks on the outside. You're tasting all these beers that have like flavors that that have notes in them that you couldn't even believe would be in a beer like grapefruit or pineapple or some type of mosaic hops. There's always something different in the beers that, that just make it a little more exciting. So it's, it's, I, I think, think, I think it's more on the aspect of like, if you look at every brewery or every person that's growing their own or creating their own beer in their house or something, what's really cool is like the commercials for like the giant major companies really capitalized this back in the day, which was, they would give you a story, like a sad story of like, I've been growing this beer on my grandfather's farm since I was a wee lad. And the dude's like in his nineties or whatever, it would make you kind of relate and be like, I want to buy that beer and support that guy. But right started to realize that's kind of bullshit and then you actually go out and find the people that are actually have stories like that for instance like um i w there's a local brewery in my town for instance is called burley oak but they're a main manufacturer and producer of basically so much down here um they just started making hand sanitizer during the covid situation they stepped up and they were trying to really but they're for the town they're like hey we've been here you know we play live music you can go in and you can chill you don't feel like you're going into i mean because when you go into a gas station there's so many fucking options of what you want but everything's so high priced for like four beers i'm like i want to get something that tastes good i want to have fun with it and i want to you know you want to enjoy the experience and and you're right about that you know what's crazy though is um <clears throat> so i a couple of my podcast people that i i just cannot stop watching are people like brandon schaub and brian callen and tiger belly with uh, bobby lee and these dudes just went to texas for a you know texas opened it up and let everybody uh, do a show and these guys came back with COVID man Brandon Schaub shout out to Brandon Schaub and Brian Callen off the fighter and the kid they these guys just got the COVID and through their whole podcast they've been talking shit telling everybody that you know they're not going to get it and uh, uh, that if they do get it they're going to beat it and thank god that they did beat it they've been in quarantine they, they both came back and tested negative but the fact the matter is is that they left California went to Texas a place where they opened up 
the state to let people do these comedy shows and they end up getting COVID. So it's, it's not a joke. It, it's here. Some people can beat it. Some people can't, but I feel that it's, it's, it's messing up the, the brewery thing that we're doing right now too. Like we, we can't go to a brewery. And when you do, you know, the whole point of going to a brewery is to be in a social environment and meet new people and have a good time. But if you Great. have to social distance through a brewery, then what the hell is the point of opening up the brewery? Great place to get laid when you're drunk, obviously. It makes it a Great little place. Bit, yeah, it makes it a little bit easier. Um, yes. You know, good time Good time with great friends partying. Like, for instance, my town, um, there's a place called Fishtails down here. It's a little bar or whatever. Well, they started doing this thing to help keep the six-foot rule, and that was that you got to basically be in a giant inner tube. There are all these people, like, the inner tube would keep people away from you and out of your distance. I'm like, that's – I mean – if you're really going, like, I knew I was like, I don't go to bars and stuff, but all my buddies, like, I'm not going to a bar if they're doing that, because then that just kind of eliminates the whole fun. Like, you want to get drunk, you want to yeah. put your arm around a friend, you want to have that deep conversation, you want to, you do, you want to joke around sometimes too, but you can't do that when you're in a fucking inner tube. And it feels like now, like, people are going to watch me to make sure I'm like drinking, but I'm also keeping the rules intact. I'm like, Dude, don't you feel weird? Even if you fucking cough, you're like, you're trying not to cough no more because you're scared people think you got some shit. Like, it, turned into, it turned into what China's doing with their social credit thing where basically they snitch on other people. So they get like loans and they get like better, uh, lower tax rates and stuff because all they have to do is snitch on their neighbor that's doing something wrong. That's what's happening now. People are snitching on people that don't have the mask and all this. I'm like, like, okay, can I put my mask down for a second to sip a beer? Like when, like, you're losing the close personal reaction. When I first saw, like, they were going to close down, they closed down AA meetings, but they did, they kept bars open, like, for delivery and stuff, which I was like, I got, wow. Yeah, I got one for you. They, uh, they're putting, they're letting people out of jail, but they're putting people in jail for not complying. Like, 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 I don't get it. So you're letting people out with COVID and then you're putting people in there knowing that people got COVID. It, 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 this is a weird time and let me another thing about these damn masks it's already been proving that the mask does not stop the transfer of the covid and also it has also been scientifically proven that you're not supposed to breathe in your own co2 constantly look i work at a gym so the sweat, everything gets hooked right into here and you're breathing in bad toxins. We've had so many people that just get sick at work with like a cold or something. And we're like, why yeah. is it? Because you're breathing in your bad you, toxins. Yeah. And you probably didn't brush your teeth with your nasty ass. So you're breathing all that fucking tri-tip sandwich you had last night. Or some broccoli cheddar soup. Hey, don't you dare talk about the broccoli cheddar that, soup. Is that, that where is the cheddar thing comes from? Because like, no, I'm like, but I just love cheese, bro. But that's I, what I'm saying. I was, I was like, he's okay. <laughs> he calls himself Young Cheddar for one thing. Yeah, one and I'm reason. Not young. One reason is because cheese is good on everything. That's right. I'm lactose well, call, intolerant, and I still eat ooh. fucking cheese on shit. You know what? I'm starting to get there, and I'm, I just turned 31 um, on July 9th, and I'm starting to notice the more cheese I get. Man, I got to shit all the time, dude. I don't know what's going on. Are you going to change your name to uh, Young Tofu? Young Tofu, bro. Ooh. <coughs> but, that would be perfect but, with the millennial. The logo, Shout out but, to the girl coughing off to the side. Yeah, but the, but, but the logo has to be <laughs> – But the logo has to be a, a, a big toe. That's a oh, gangster. With, yeah, with the bandana yeah. on it. So toe, Tofu, it'll be like yeah. a – It'll be like an Asian toe gangster or something. Tofu. Next thing I know, you're opening up a sushi restaurant or something. And we might do this together, dude. We might just blow up off of it, okay? 
That's what I'm saying. Okay, so with the podcast being under construction, what are you trying to do? Just like talk about brews and kind of just basically have a brew while shooting the shit? See how we're doing right now? Yeah. This is what I want to do on my podcast. I want to conversate about current events. I want to have segments where we're cracking open beers, hopefully get some sponsors to where people want me to advertise their beer because this is a passion of mine. This isn't, um, it's not about just drinking the beer, you know, like, of course that's the fun part. I could do that without a podcast. It's kind of like, I'm trying to do my due diligence and spreading the word about local and craft beers. And at the same time, you're enjoying one of those things. But also like when you're talking about events and shit, nobody ever wants to have real talks anymore. Like why, why, why does everybody's afraid it's going to get into an argument? I'm like, no, if you have something you want to bring up, bring it up. And then we just talk about it. We don't have to talk about it. Yeah. And you're supposed to have, we're not supposed to agree on everything. So what makes a good podcast is like, you don't want to put two of you in the same room together. And then you guys are just biased podcast and you're all for one side everybody wants to jump into a podcast and they want to see some biasness they want to see they want to see some controversy and then they want to see a resolution at the end and see that people can still fucking keep the podcast moving you know um going back to the the local beer thing the reason why i want to talk about local beers is just to to spread the awareness of the fact that these beers could open up a whole new gate for people and opportunities that they don't even know the guy you're splitting a beer with could be a doctor it could be a a military vet could be a mechanic. You just never know who the guy you're sitting next to having a beer with. And, and what's the craziest story? Uh, the benefits ever, of that. What's the craziest story you've ever heard over a beer? Cause I'll give you one that I heard on a podcast. So I don't know if you've listened to any say, of say that. Say that again. I'm sorry. I want to know your craziest story you've ever had over a beer, but I'm going to give you one that I heard on a podcast. So I was, Dude, listening, yeah. I was listening to Joe Rogan and he had Chris, he had Christopher Ryan and Duncan Trussell on. Now, when he had Christopher Ryan and Duncan Trussell on, Christopher Ryan was talking about a book that he read where this guy blasted um, in Africa, he blasted water up his ass to change his uh, uh, whatever his cellular biome, his molecular biome inside of his stomach, his microbiome. And what happened was he was reading this book and he was talking about it at a bar in Africa or in Australia. And the guy literally was sitting right beside him and goes, oh, that's him and pointed over to the guy that did that, that the book he was reading. And they shot the shit over a beer and they did a podcast later. I was oh, like, man, that's a fucking moment you can have when you go out into the world and experience shit that's your moment you know what shout out to joe rogan i've been watching him for about seven years now and uh he is the man bro he is our godfather he is our mecca to this podcast dude like he has literally done this um since the beginning of time man i've been watching his podcast before it was even the joe rogan experience and um i would have to say the craziest kind of like little thing that i had but somebody conversating with a beer, it's kind of sad, but it's kind of crazy too, is that I was at a bar one time called Alley Cats and it was downtown Sacramento. And I was drinking, there was a guy next to me. He was with a group of other guys and his wife. And we're all having some beers. And come and this guy that, mind you, I'm about to tell you about, he's having a good time. He's drinking, he's, he looks like everything's normal, like there's nothing wrong, you know? And I'm, chop, I'm talking with him and we're conversing and I finally put my arm around him like I usually do when I'm drunk. I'm, hey man, yeah. And then finally his friend, he goes to the bathroom, his friend tells me that the guy that I was just talking to has like a week to live. And he's young, dude. He's like 33 years old, 34 years old. I was probably 27 at the time, maybe 20, 26. And he was telling me like, yeah, he has like a week to live. And then, dude, I'm like trying to figure out what's going on. The, I come to find out the guy has uh, cancer in his colon, colon cancer. 
and he's like going to the restroom and seen some blood and all that and never went and got it checked out. He finally went and checked it out and they told him it was like stage three cancer in his colon. Like he was, he didn't have to, he, he was, he was, he was a goner, but he didn't look like it. he looked healthy. He looked like a regular, he was, he was young. He was at the bar with his friends spending all his money to be with his friends. Like he just wanted to be in the bar with his friends and spend his money the last of his money with his friends. He didn't cash out. He didn't sit down at home and die, dude. This dude was at the bar, told that he had a week to live and was just fucking getting hammered, hugging people and loving life. And it changed me, dude. I went back to my little studio apartment downtown Sacramento and I could not believe, like I was in shock, dude, that like I was literally chilling with somebody that had a due date on him. Like literally, that's like some. If somebody showed you a piece of paper and told you that on this piece of paper, written on this thing, is the day you're going to die, the exact second, the exact date, would you look at it? Oh man! If they told me, if, if, that's hard because if someone told you, like, "Hey, I have a piece of paper right here, and it tells you the day you're going to die," and then they're like, "Do you want to see it or not?" Fuck! I don't know. I know that if I had a couple IPAs, I might look at it. Yeah, but it's like you want to know the answer because then you can kind of predict like, all right, if this is my death date, then I could do whatever the fuck I want until I get there. Or me personally, I would try to fuck with time and I find out, okay, so this is the day I'm going to die and this is how I died. I'm going to try everything on my day, that day not to do that. So if I died in a motorcycle, nah, that's not how it works. My motorcycle, it right? always happens. It's the string of fate. It's like, it's like, I'm not going to go to the store today to avoid this. And then that's like the next day or whatever it is, but it's like, this is going to happen and it's going to happen some way on that day. You're going to die and you don't know exactly how it's just your death day. That sucks, dude. I hate talking about death. I'm going to tell you right now. That's probably my, my biggest anxiety. I what? fear death more than I fear fucking anything in this world. You know what? I had a, I had a, I had my cousin, for instance, I, I, a lot of things happen um, in life. I've lost people to suicide before. And I was talking to my cousin on this idea and my cousin brought a huge perspective into my mind. And I was like, people call those people weak. Like if you're weak to kill yourself, you always hear that. My cousin goes, honestly, I think it's the strongest thing you can do. Imagine going through so much pain, like Robin Williams and then doing that. And I was like, fuck, I was like, that's the only thing that's promised to us. And we're supposed to live our life completely all the way into that day. But right. then they, people talk about paranormal experiences and afterlife. And I'm like, what is after that? Is there, is the, is the, I think that I'd have a lot more comfort if I really truly believe that there was an afterlife. And what sucks is it's, it's kind of a bipolar type of feeling because I'm a man of God and I do believe in, christ and i do believe that um, he died for our sins and that's just what i believe but at the same time i still don't get this comfort of not knowing like when we are gone what the hell happens at the end because it's funny to think that we think that when we die that we have there's this fucking portal we go through and our family's all just there waiting for us they're all just there like everybody's in heaven waiting for us like there's so many people that died. How the hell are you going to find anybody? Like, it, dude, does our soul attach to the same souls? Like, that's the shit that I always, you know, it's just like crazy shit. What would be your idea of heaven? Because I'd like to think if there My is... idea of heaven is exactly what I said. Is when, you get to, when I get there, my family's there that's passed away. Like, my brother who passed away and my, and my cousins and best friends and stuff that have died. I would assume that they would be there and the ones that aren't there, they would tell us why, you know, I don't, 
I honestly haven't really thought about it like that. I just don't know. And that's, I think that's the fear of like, you just don't know. I would like to like, think it's like a recollection, I guess a recollection of all your memories. Like I would just like to sit, like if I was watching old VHS tapes and just sit there and watch like everything. Like it all just plays back. All the fucking cringing moments of like, when you're like, oh God, I can't believe that. Ah, it's like, you're like covering your eyes, but you're still looking through them. Like, oh my God. Well, they say they, they say that's the shit you hear right before you see the light is like, you know, our body's like a machine. It's like your, it's like your brain's like a program computer. Like at the, when it's ready to shut down, you just see everything while it's crashing. You see your whole life before its eyes. Like, have you heard of the phone. theory about uh, the um? If you ever see like people always talk about a white light or something at the end of yeah. the thing. So what they were th- talking about the theory was: imagine if that's like the you coming into this world as a baby, and freaking um, uh, what do you call it? It's the doctors. Uh, the the far the doctor's lights like in the hospital so as you come yeah, out of yeah. the womb i'm like oh yeah. dude if that's reincarnation and it's forced that's fucked well check it out i was in hawaii with my buddy on his bachelor party this was last year he goes into the water bro on a jet ski he's a big dude he's like 300 pound plus he can't get back on his jet ski we're in the ocean these people oh, are know. trying to rescue him i was a guide bro i went through i had it happening to help those people i had to one time there was a 400 pound guy i had to tie a rope to his legs and we fucking had to drive him <laughs> in dude <laughs> like, <laughs> i swear to you dude well, this year was this year was gnarly though like they um, they almost killed him so they can't get him up so they're pulling him up by his life vest his life vest is you can't see his head no more it's over him and we're going in circles and they're like back up back up we're in hawaii and they're like just don't nobody else jump in we can't save everybody and my boy said after about 10 minutes they were choking him out that he's seen this white light and it was the most comfortable feeling that he's ever had in his life he said he gave up he said it was warm and it was very it was very bright and that he just gave up right so look they got him back on the dock and they're like like a movie bro they're like fucking putting elbows into his stomach and this fool coughs up water and I swear on my life, well, I've never seen this before. This guy looked like he's seen a fucking ghost. He was shaking. He looked like he like just came back from the dead, dude. His whole ba- it was his bachelor party. We still had three days left in Hawaii. He gave up the whole three days. He stayed in the hotel. He never left, bro. He seen the fucking light. And he told me, Cheddar, I gave up. I, I seen visions of my kids. And it felt so comfortable that I just, he's like, I just let it go. I just stopped fighting. Like he said he thought he was that was it for him. That's how he was going. Have you ever had a near-death experience? I have never had a near-death experience, but I've had anxiety attacks to where I thought I was dying. And it's if it's anything That's, like that, yeah. fuck it. I mean, they're kind of more like the near-death thing. You don't even know it's happened until it's kind of over. But like, for instance, like you, you, the jet skis, people don't understand. That's way more dangerous than people think. I've been out in hurricanes. I've been out in Northeasterns. I've been freaking hit by a jet ski. I've been through so much. You've been hit by a jet ski? I've talked about it on a few past podcasts. I'm not okay. going to bring it up again, but I'll, I'll, I'll let you in on, um, you know, we'll talk about, we'll yeah. talk about that later, bro. Yeah. I want to hear about you getting hit by a fucking jet ski. Hey, you know what too? When I'm looking at you right now, dude, you kind of got a little Joe Rogan vibe behind you there, bro. With the black curtain or the, yeah, I, I like it, dude. Dude, during a podcast, I figured out this blanket I'm sitting on, what it's called. I had no idea. It's called a poncho. That's a poncho. It's called a, sir- a, poncho? It's called a, a poncho? Serap. It's Serapa or Serapa. A Serapa. Yeah, I had no idea. 500, almost 500 episodes in, I find out it has an actual name. <laughs> I just, there's thousands of them all over my house. I'm like, where the fuck do they keep coming from? Does someone just keep knitting them and leaving them what's, there? What's, what's that over your shoulder, right by your shoulder? Which, this one right here? Yeah, what's that big white thing right there? Oh, that oh, the, that white thing right there? 
That's yeah. my speed limit poster, and then under that oh, is nice. the KFC poster because nobody oh, fucks yeah. with the, nobody fucks with the Colonel's recipe. Ain't nothing like some good old Kentucky Fried Chicken. What do you think about that? What's a good What's a good drunk spot to eat? What would you consider oh, your drunk I, food? Me and my girlfriend love Taco Bell, bro. Fuck yes, the twelve. Fuck packs. yes, her right here. But say hi, babe. This is say hi. Yeah. Hey, I get we, I, <laughs> we fuck Taco Bell up, dude. Taco 12 packs? We don't do Taco 12 packs. We get our own shit. So I usually go there and get the $5 box, whatever's the little fucking thing that they got going, whether it's the the uh, the Gordita box, the Chalupa box. I'm boxing it up because it comes with a drink, the little uh, cinnamon toast things, that's, things, that's, dude. That's new school shit. I'm talking about old school. Back in the day. Me and my dad would tear up a taco 12-pack, man. Six tacos for him, six tacos for me. And it, that, that's, yeah. that's simple as shit. People want to go to, like, Chipotle. I want to get a burrito made for me. I feel like an asshole when I go to Chipotle because when I go to Chipotle and I'm telling the guy, hey, this is what I want on my food, I'm just a jerk. I'm, like, I'm telling somebody how to make their food. They're sitting there like, oh, my God, are you serious? Like, all right, extra chicken. I got you. But so what I do now is if I go up to Chipotle, I'm like, yo. <laughs> You make my food the way you would make it. And they go, what? I'm like, I'm putting my faith in you. If you make it wrong and I don't like it, I'm going to sit with my decision. I like that. You make the fucking food. Okay. Except if they reach for the avocado, then I'm like, don't you fucking dare put that on my burrito. Uh, my girl would kill you, dude. She loves avocado. You do not trust a food that you have to cut a certain time of the day of a certain time of the week. And if you don't <laughs> cut it in that time period, it goes bad. Yeah, man. Hey, Taco Bell is, is, is good. Okay, so the, I do remember doing the old school way. Before the boxes, you know, for the stoners, uh, I'd tear up about five or six soft-shell soft tacos, dude. Like, my brother was the crunchy. I was into the soft tacos, and I would douse them with the, the mild sauce, and then I gradually worked my way up to that fucking inferno sauce. But you know what really stepped their game up right now? Shout out, Del Taco, dude. Out here, Del, I don't know if you guys have a Del Taco out there, but they stepped their game up out here. Now, we don't have a Del Taco out here, but let me tell you. Where this. are you at? I'm over here in Ocean City, Maryland. Maryland. Ocean City, Maryland. Yeah, we're well, fuck the Ravens. This is the Steelers. No fucking way you just said Dude, that shit to me. I just said that. You me. Know, hold on, damn it. You know what I'm about? Hold on. Wait, you don't you dare the, tell me you're a Ravens fan either, dude. I oh, am a freaking Ravens. My whole family's from Baltimore. No, he's got a Steelers flag hanging in his podcast room. Now I have to go back to now I have to take away the craft beer thing and just admit that you might be an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little bit of both, man. Dude, um, I, I mean I, I knew I liked you, dude. What do you think about the whole sports thing, man? Like I know they're bringing back baseball, but do you like they had a bunch of people test for it and I'm like I don't want this to be ruined because what's the best time to have a beer is when you're watching fucking sports. Ah, uh, this sports thing is, man, I'm telling you what, I'm, I'm the biggest sports nut. I got, I got Steelers all the way down my arm. I got it. On, I'm a big Steelers fan. This is the thing though. Um, shit. Let's just start off with this real quick. The draft was, they said the draft was the best draft that they ever had in NFL history. They had the most ratings of like 8.9 million viewers compared to their 5.7 million viewers that they had last year. Right. Do you believe that the, though? Do you believe no, that? No, I don't believe that because that was the worst fucking draft I've ever seen. And you already knew who was getting picked because they would do a bio about the guy before they even did the pick. So you're like, Oh, that's who's getting drafted. See now, telling I, us about their dad, he was a firefighter. Nobody gives a shit about that. We're here to watch 
football and see this stud of a kid get drafted and cry when he gets his jersey. Dude, I swear, man. It's like the same reason freaking what do you call it? Um, people like NASCAR, for instance. People usually just watch it for a crash. The reason why a lot of people watch football is because they want to see fucking hits. They want to see people get the shit I saw in a Ravens game. I saw, what's his name? Oh, my God. Uh, Pitta catch a ball. Somebody jumped and hit the top half of him, and then someone hit him in the legs, and he did a complete flip and hit the ground and get right back up. And my dad's like, that's why he gets paid like a few million dollars. I'm like, damn, like that would have laid me out all week. It is, but check it out. One of these little NASCAR drivers, I don't fucking forgot his name, and I don't want to give the wrong name, but he just got some shit, dude. He was on a little podcast playing games like a NASCAR game, and there was like a group of people in this thing, and he didn't think he could be heard. And uh, he's like, what, nobody, you know, they got the headset on, he's playing it, and he's like, uh, uh, nobody can hear us, right? And then the other guy's like, yeah, nobody can hear us from a private room. And he's like, N-word, 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 N-word. He kept saying the N-word. Like, he said it like five times. Little did he know he was playing with a group of black kids on NASCAR. And it's right. all over the internet right now. And he didn't think that one black person played the NASCAR game. Dude, all right, let me tell you something. I've been calling for a long time that Papa John's, there's something wrong with that fucking guy. Papa John, yeah, something wrong with Papa I think right? he's an alcoholic, to be honest with you, but not like how you're not how like I've been calling you one, more like on the fact that he just really drinks and beats the crap out of people. What's his name? Kyle Larson. I'm sorry, his name is Kyle Larson. My girl was looking it up for us. My apologies. The Kyle NASCAR Larson got caught. Yes, but, sir. Okay, so with Papa John's, for instance, I looked up, I was like, this guy, there's something wrong with him. So he actually stepped down from his company in 2018. And the reason why was he repeated a racial slur that some dude had said. And he was like, I was just repeating the guy, but he's not wrong. And then they're like, no, now you need to step down from the company because now people are going to associate you as a racist and not buy our pizza. I'm like, fuck. Papa John's an idiot, bro. I always thought he was like a fucking weirdo. Like he was in the cockolds or some shit. He was like a weird fucking dude. There's a video of him on Instagram <laughs> cycling and he's like, this Mike is amazing. He's like doing a cycling <laughs> thing. I'm like, I never ordered your pizza. I was always a Domino's fan, oregano on the crust. Fuck yeah. Shout out to uh, my boy, uh, Juice. He used to work at Domino's, and Domino's was a good pizza. Dude, I've met so many pizza YOLOs like Mario, Mike, Scott, Edgar, and uh, Jerry. All these guys that make pizzas and stuff, dude, they all agree with oregano on the crust. I'm telling you. Now, I look at a, grease, a greasy drunk food, though, that I would have to admit maybe not tacos just because i feel like i'm already pretty like messed up i don't feel like trying to coordinate all the food landing in one spot it seems like when you're eating a taco it goes everywhere not gonna lie though nothing can beat a nice either sub or a pizza slice oh yeah like hey it, do you edit, do, do you edit your podcast mid or do no, you just let it go one take it's just gonna go one take but um with this with the like the sound only ones it's gonna be a little bit like cut down any like major coughings to your girlfriend that was coughing off to the side yeah sorry she's good but uh you know dude it's it's i think it's pretty cool like i mean you got a good vibe going is your girlfriend a part of your podcast too yeah um she just went back inside but um yeah she is she's um she's kind of that one that you put into the podcast um she's the one that you put in the podcast that um levels out the group levels out the group and um She's not, she, she likes beers and IPAs, but she's really like the one that we just, I kind of like talk shit about and she's good with it. And she's like, talk shit back to me. We just kind of play that role. You know, she's, it's just good, bro. It's good shit because the, the women, we want them to be part of this as well. And it's not, I'm not on no movement. I can care less, but if you're a woman and you like craft beers and you want 
to get a woman's perspective on craft beers, well, we're going to give it to you. And we're going to give it to you in that girly way that she does. And then, you know, hopefully that, that draws some attention to people that want to listen to because beer, the beer thing is not just a man, man's world. It's a, it's a human's world, bro. It's like, it's for all of us to come together and have a great time. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. If I never started this beer page, I'd have never found you. We have never been on this podcast. Yeah. I think what you probably noticed through doing your craft beer reviews too, is the fact that all of you guys have gotten closer together. You guys have a reason to hang out now. Yeah. And that's probably the best part of it. I look at, um, you know, when you're doing like craft beer reviews or something too, what's your worst drunk moment? I'm sorry, man. I kind of got a brain fart because I'm trying to think. Like, what would be my worst? Well, sit still, man? damn it, Jesus. My bad. You're all over the house and everything. I'm here in laundry rooms. I know, my bad. You're good, uh, dude. Well, what's a drunk moment? Come on. All right, I've knocked myself out while taking a piss. So come on, you've got to have one in there. I've, I've never really had like a messed up drunk moment where like I that I I probably was that drunk. You know what? I'm lying. I was so messed up at my aunt's house one time that like I was in the bathroom and when somebody opened the bathroom, they said I was face down on the floor, like by the toilet, like I was blacked out. And this was like, this was like drinking like um, uh, Hennessy and like take, playing beer, bong, or, uh, beer pong and losing every fucking game and thinking that it was cool and then going to another party and then continuing to take shots dude i hit the tub like my whole face was all messed up like i was passed out yeah but i don't remember none of it so everybody had to let me know pretty much the get down and the stories that were told from like the timeline was like if you guys are my friends, how the fuck did you let me get like this? Look, I, 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 I'm, I'm not, like I said, I don't really drink, but let me tell you that screwball whiskey is pretty good. But I think the thing is when you're drinking and then it like, it hits you and you start feeling it, you're like, this is fucking good. Like I can talk and I don't have to worry. You don't have any of these anxieties and shit, but then there's a point where it's like, I have had way too much. And then next thing you know, something happens. You're like, Oh shit. Like for reason, for me, for instance, I had, um, my, brother gave me a giant bottle of this fireball so like the huge ones and i was sipping it the whole time and i can handle hard ass liquor like i can kill two bottles of jaeger by myself and i'll be fine i don't know what it is beer hits me differently though but when i was drinking this fireball I was sipping it and i was watching the movie forbidden kingdom with jackie chan and freaking i forgot who the other guy i, I love is. that movie yeah i love that movie bro I, I, that's a good movie so i was laying on my bed and i was sipping this you know fireball and i was sending pictures to my buddy of me killing this whole bottle i killed this giant like liter sized bottle all the way down to the very bottom i get up i'm like still kind of not really feeling it dude i started taking a piss next thing i know the toilet got really far away and i'm on the freaking bathroom floor waking up to someone screaming at me saying are you drunk i'm like i'm going to bed and i just got up and went into my bedroom <laughs> so what happened was there was a shelf next to my toilet it's like when you're peeing i was backing up into it and i banged my head on it and freaking passed out that way and i was like damn oh. the worst thing about it though was the next day i went to the gym and i ran on the treadmill and i sweated nothing but cinnamon and now i can't i get sick at the smell of cinnamon right you kind of take the shape of a cinnabon right now you eat so much cinnamon you look like the little centerpiece of the cinnamon roll <laughs> like, is that because i'm sweet and cute yeah you're a little fucking tender <laughs> swipe rat swipe rat swipe rat that is not a fun app to play when you're drunk either no it's not because you might have not have meant to swipe that shit 
I've gotten into some <laughs> instances where I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm like, someone's like, if you swipe right the whole time, you'll actually get a pickup. I'm like, yeah, of somebody you don't want. <laughs> For real. Like next thing you know, it's like, oh, you liked me. And then you're getting millions of DMs and then you block them. And the next thing you know, it leads into Facebook where they find you on face. Hey, I found you on Facebook. You're like, oh my God. Oh shit. Here we go. Check it out though, dude. Fucking every time you see me though, you'll always see me with this in my fucking hand. On my podcast, I'm continuously. I like to smoke weed, dude. Is it because it's fun? It is fun, <laughs> but it is fun. It is fun, but it just it's. I like it. It's me. I know. I like. At least people like. I think definitely you should be more open about it. I've talked to so many cannabis educators. I've talked to so many people that are just stoners, and I'm like, my buddy, dude, I'll hook you up with. His name is David. Shout out to him. High Spoon Reviews. He does a serial review while high. It's. The funnest freaking show to be on, dude. I'll Bro, tell you. Send me, send me his link, please. I, I love to watch that. Just post our most recent episode. When I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not a big marijuana fan. I've had really bad experiences with every single one, but I understand where some people could love it. Mostly, I get too baked to the point where you don't want to be that level. But I have a spinal injury that I've been trying to recover from, and I got prescribed recently with uh, medical C. CBD oil, and it's been helping out severely. So when you see that cereal view, you're going to see me baked out of my mind um, reviewing Lucky Charms and how much it tastes like shit. <laughs> yeah, it does like chalk and fucking the marshmallows. That's what like, I said. It's yeah, fucking it's chalk. Like, it's chalk, yo. It's fucking bullshit. The mar- those are fucking bullshit marshmallows, bro. Like, What was your breakfast cereal? Come on. So... It's fucked up because we had Lucky Charms in the house, but I fucking like Fruit Loops. Like I was like the Fruit Loop dude. I fucked those up in Frosted Flakes because we didn't really like we were really rich, so I didn't really get the fucking like cocoa puffs and the Malta meal, bro. Malta meal. Yeah, shout out, you know. But like ah, man, my favorite cereal right now is the uh I don't know why I like that shit. The honey bunches of oats. It's the it's the freaking I think it's the the flakes, dude. Because I'm a big fan of raisin brand, but not even the raisins. Yeah, me in too. It, just the brand flakes. I don't know what it is. Yeah, when I got old, good. when I got older, I was like, I like the the healthy cereal for some reason. It's good, it's not huh? bad. It's good. Dude. I had granola is awesome, dude. And then yeah, uh, the 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 banana one that has like little pieces of bananas and like almonds in it. It's, man, it's pretty damn good. I'm not going to lie though. One of my favorite. Th- cereals of all time and i got salmonella over it and people know this story it's the fact of honey smacks i fucking got all right so i spent i went to walmart and this was honey smacks that, that's the one with the frog on it and they have the yes, little the, dig them yeah, that's yeah, my that's my boy em. so what that's happened was all right, all right. if you look up honey smacks it's five dollars a box so i went to walmart i was doing good at work i was saving up money i was like i'm gonna spend five dollars i'm gonna get this box here i'm gonna treat myself okay treat myself Next thing I know, there's an iceberg lettuce shortage because of the <laughs> salmonella outbreak. Remember that? Yeah. Well, Fuck guess, iceberg lettuce. Guess what else got salmonella outbreak? And it was Honey Smacks. They recalled them all, but hang on a second. I went to the store. I bought a box of Honey Smacks. The next, I mean, that night when I was eating it, I got severely sick to where I went back to the store the next day to buy Powerade because I had lost all my electrolytes. Um, I went in there and the guy, I walked by the cereal aisle and Honey Smacks is gone. And I go, what happened to the Honey Smacks? The guy goes, just like the iceberg lettuce, there's a salmonella outbreak on Honey Smacks. They had to recall them all from all the stores. I'm like, I bought them. How do you salmonella in Honey Smacks? Exactly. I don't know. We got to look up the article. But the guy goes. look up the ingredients. 
the guy goes, if you bought a box yesterday, then you need to bring it back or throw it out because it has salmonella. And I go, I paid $5 for that box. I'm eating the whole fucking box. And I did eat the whole fucking box. And I got sick from every cereal bowl. Son of a bitch. I'm a man of, when you pay money, you finish that shit. Yes, you do. You tell me you're going to order 30 shots and only do 15 of them? Fuck no. We're doing all of it. We're doing all that shit, bro. You ain't leaving none for nobody. There's none of that shit going on over here, dude. What the hell? What you think man, this is rich man's country? Yeah, what the hell? That's a little this is pony hobbyists everywhere. We don't have that money <laughs> to buy an op. They had a freaking obstacle course. Like the poles you weave in and out of in the hurdles, and you get to see this overweight guy try and jump over a hurdle and he just well, hey, hey. first. Were, were they in their dens getting brushed and getting their hooves cleaned and shit? Were they? There was. They had the whips. They had oh, the, um, the dude had the so saddle with the ball. There, there were the real caddies, like the motherfuckers. There yes. Were jocks, jockeys. I mean, the yes. Jockeys. There were, everybody was outfitted oh, up. And this oh, is in New God. Orleans. That's where they showed the beads. Or they showed the, the, the boobs for the beads. Dang. Don't you just wish you could be like one of these people that could just live free like that and not give a fuck? I do live like that. I told you I'd do it for free. You said, would you do it for a million You're bucks? And I said, in front of all no. your friends and family, you would get up and dress like a horse and let some person whip you. No, I said I'd dress up like a fucking giraffe, dude, and I'd go on a safari hunt and I'd let people hunt me like a tiger or some shit. And I'd run through. I'd, I'd up these That's motherfuckers. That's illegal bro. as Listen, hell. no, no, no. I would up these dudes. I'd be like, look, you guys want to act like little fucking bitch ponies, dude? I'm going to fucking step it up and be a fucking lion, bro, and I'm going to let people hunt me in the safari. And I'm gonna live with a hurt. I'm gonna live with a pride, and I'm gonna get raised by cubs. <laughs> You're gonna die out in the wilderness. No. I'm gonna be. A, I'm gonna be the fucking first man cat. I'm gonna be a man cat. For a million dollars, you have to dress up and let as an animal, but you someone has to go out and hunt you. And you only <laughs> get the million dollars if you live. You only get the I'm million dollars. If you live. I'm a fucking cheater. I'm a fucking cheater. Do you think you, you would survive me. if they put you in an enclosure and you had to stay within like a 50 mile radius? You think you could survive? I'd Rambo that shit, dude. I, what happens if I get the guy from like Jumanji, like the old school movie, the one that came out, the old British guy with the sniper? Okay, I'd be like fucking Mel Gibson on the Patriot. Ain't small, miss small. You ain't seeing me, bro. I'm fucking okay. I'm gone. New question. Okay. For a million dollars, oh, which animal would you fight? Which animal oh. would you fight for a million dollars? But he has to be ferocious. So we're talking about either lion, bear, shark, or would you fight a buffalo? I want the fucking Loch Ness monster. I want to fucking fight. I want him now. What do you? I want. I want to be like Conan, bro. I want to fucking. Take okay, on. hold on. If you're gonna fight the Loch Ness monster, <laughs> would you prefer to fight? What would you rather fight, Loch Ness monster or Bigfoot? See, so me and Bigfoot, we're kind of cool. So. We I'm got cool like Bigfoot, a, but yeah, still... I'm good with Bigfoot. So like, I'm not going to shout out Bigfoot. We're like that. Okay. I'm oh. going with the Loch Ness. Bigfoot's cool. He's, he's cool with me, bro. We're good on our terms. Like I believe in that motherfucker. He's hiding. He don't want to be found. Now, what do you, all right. So I am a big Bigfoot believer. And actually in the episode I'm posting tonight, you're going to see that I am because I talk about it. But the fact is what is, is Bigfoot. I consider him like a protector of the forest. Not really like this, like savage ape, but like more like he comes out with like a yoga robe and he's like, you know, Smokey the Bear, that's bullshit. I'm the real OG. Right. And then there's always that one bad fucking Bigfoot, you know, the like the fucking inbred one that comes to your campsite and like takes a shit on your fucking 
your park bench and like you think it's a bear. <laughs> like yeah, you you think you think a bear just like came through your campsite, but really it was that fucking piece of shit Bigfoot that was just pissed off. He was like eating all your beans. He's like, in my a, cooler. Yeah, he's like, it's a bear. And it's like, no, it's fucking Frank over there who fucking Dead taking shits in people's coolers, man. That's serious question though, because it's a giant debate in my family. Who would you rather f- go what would you rather go against a shark or a bear oh shit you know what dude i think i'd have like ours i think i have a second longer chance if i fought a bear because i think a shark would just take me out immediately like one bite i don't even have i maybe get like a little swing in there but it's not gonna do nothing to the shark he's gonna be like oh he just scratched my balls and let me bite this motherfucker and take him down like a lunchable but the bear the bear i think i could bob and weave him I might be able to have a chance, maybe slide under his legs and pull him out from under his fucking, from under him and do that, some like fucking. Okay, so you know? what you just explained is actually a funny meme on Instagram. It's the fact there's a there's a step like ten steps to, to fight a bear. One's like duck, then seconds like sweep under, and like and then it's a bunch of steps of like grappling, and then it goes at the end of the last one. It goes, you probably died at step two, which was right under duck, like right because he sat on you, bro. He pulls the rakishi and it's, just stink it's, faces you. Exactly, it's the fact like I saw the revenant, and I used to be so like I could easily Whoa, get away from out. a bear, but then you see the revenant, and you see that dude get thrashed. And you're like, oh, I wouldn't stand a fucking chance, bro. The revenant was fucking dope, bro. This motherfucker cut the bear out and slept in him, yo. Like, you slept in the fucking bear? So you want to know a really good old historical thing that came out, like, that nobody really knows about. It's kind of like, it's kind of war heroes that nobody ever really talks about. There's a guy named named John, I think, uh, Churchfield. What he did was he was known as the Nazi slaying, samurai-wielding badass of World War II. And there's pictures of this fucking guy coming off the boats, and he's got a Scottish sword. He's just in front of all these people with guns. He's got a Scottish sword leading the group. And what happened was he would carry the sword into battle and kill Nazis with it, which he has a mission that he wrote down in a diary. A mortar blew up next to him and his team. He was like, you know, come picking himself up from the mortar. So he's hearing the ringing and he's hearing like, you know, he's like cut up and everything from all the uh, grenade fragments. Yeah, they're coming for him. He pulls out bagpipes and starts playing a Scottish song. It's called Till They Come Home, and they literally took him to an internment camp or took him to one of those torture camps, tortured him, and he said to one of the guys that I'm going to find each and every one of you and kill you when I get out of here. He gets out, escapes, walks 14 miles back to base camp, grabs a sword, and starts heading right back to the camp, and he killed every single one of the guys. God damn, what a savage, bro. That's what I'm saying. If you look up like like history and shit, there's so much stuff that should have been taught in history books. I was like, I would have actually paid attention in class if you would have shown me some of this shit. Yeah, but they don't. They tell you, they teach you about fucking Davy Crockett and Tom Sawyer and fucking all these little fucking rink-a-dink motherfuckers who are actually pieces of shits too. Look, everything we were taught in school so far has been bullshit. No wonder we fell asleep in class. We, I'm addicted. Look, I mean, I'm, I'm allergic to bullshit. Like I, for somehow like the, when I was born, right. And the doctor pulled me out and like, I had like big dick too. And they pulled me out and the doctor was like, the doctor was like, look, dude, uh, your son has a severe condition. And the, the, my mom was like, oh, shit, what the fuck is it? And he's like, he's allergic to bullshit. And he fucking, like, he might not do good in school. So they're going to label it as ADHD. But really, yeah. he's allergic 
some bullshit. I got a dark episode for you. So there's an episode of my podcast with Jared Johnson. You got to look this thing up. Basically, the 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 school industry, the education system, didn't know what ADHD was when I was in school. So they thought I was mentally challenged. So they used to put me in this room when I was in elementary school. That was literally white walls, a desk. No cell phones weren't invented back then. And it was a piece of paper sitting on the desk. And there was a square little window in the doorway where people could walk by and look at you. I was sitting there. And then eventually I moved schools. But on my way out, there was a kid that was actually mentally challenged that they would throw into this room. So I think Jared's episode. Like what? Like there's this fucking throne? Like toss him like a No, no, no. They just place him in there. But he starts having freak outs and starts slamming up against the walls and stuff. And I used to be like. Oh, that's not right. You have to figure out how to calm him down. My son's autistic. That's not cool. Hang on. Ready? So I've been explaining about this room and I've been describing it and I've been describing this kid that I was on my, went on my way out of the school. I would see this kid be in there and I felt so bad. I was like, I hope, you know, that I wonder where that kid's at today. And I had this guy, Jared on my podcast and he's sitting in front of me on my sofa. Cause I used to do the first um, 90 in person. And I started uh-huh. explaining this room and explaining this guy. And he goes, dude, that's my brother. That was his brother that was in that room. And I was like, what? And then he starts explaining me everything and explaining the room, taking the words out of my mouth. And I'm just sitting there like, guys, it just got confirmed on an episode. And he starts talking about how his brother got sent to one of those um, mental institutions to help get better care. And he talked about that he was on a recording. And what he does is what his brother does is on a recording is he sits there. He like does a video of FaceTime or something, and then he'll right. just put the phone down, not turn it off. So then you could still watch him for like an hour if you want. His mom was watching him and trying to screenshot a photo of him. Two people that worked at that institution went into the room, threw him up against the wall and started physically abusing the shit out of him. And they got it on film, dude. And they took them to court. That's how to tell you that people are sometimes fucked up. Yeah, that's horrible, bro. That's yeah, that's not right, bro. That's I mean, that's they, 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 what's up with the fuck, dude? That's what's wrong with America, bro. They never want to tie mental illness into anything. Why do we? Why do we wrong. make like? Them- there's a lot of fuck. My brother suffers with mental illness. I mean, to the point where like we'll sit and have a fucking conversation, bro, and like he'll just spaz out, you know, off or something. You know, it's like why aren't we fucking working harder on that? Like most of these kids that are fucking out here shooting schools up and acting like this. When you look at the cases of it, like they're on some type of medication prescription. But if you say that it's because of mental illness, it fucks up these pharmaceuticals that have all this money. So nobody wants to get down to the real fucking issue. So they're talking about taking guns and shit. You're you're hitting very close to my heart right now because I always get upset when I see the only job that people feel like these people are fit for is the fact that they have to push shopping carts out in fucking 100 degree heat and 20 degree weather is fucking bullshit. And and greeting you at Walmart. That motherfucker, he's strong as shit. Go put him in the shit. Let him lump some trucks, man. Utilize these people, bro. Just know you you gotta approach them differently. You can't come at... You can't come at them aggressively. They have the best gift, dude, and that is ignorance is bliss. They see the purest form of things, lights, colors, sounds, everything. Sometimes it could be too much for them, but they see life in its fucking entirety, things that we take for granted so fucking much. Yeah, yeah. It's it's messed up, man. man. Hey, so I have a cousin. His name's Jojo. Shout out to my cousin Jojo. He's autistic. I don't know what spectrum he's on, but he's he, he's he's – uh, 38, maybe, maybe yeah, about 38 years old. He's always lived with his parents, but he can take care of himself. Like he gets a job, like a taxi picks him up. He goes to the Goodwill every every time. Works at the Goodwill. His name's Jojo. But something about this kid, or this this uh, man, he he could 
remember any birthday, dude. Like, it doesn't matter whose it is or who you ask him about. Like, right now, JoJo, we're uh, Barack Obama, uh, 1972. He it's knows called, it. And you're it's like, called idiot savant syndrome. It needs a better name. But what it is is, like, the guy that can paint the whole New York skyline just by looking at it once. They're, 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 it's mostly in people that are mentally challenged. But it's a severe skill where they can do these amazing gifts. There's a twin couple out there that's, like, 90 years old. But they can remember every date. That they've ever heard any song, you'd be like, "When was this song?" And they would give you the exact date and time, like a fucking yeah, like, calendar, like, like a human, like uh, um, content books, bro. It's like crazy. And you know what else is? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought right there, dude. That's, you can blame that on the weed, uh, the topic we were on. We're talking about uh, mentally challenged and uh, the gifts they have. Yes, great gifts. Um, I was trying to tell you about my cousin. That's what it was. I got thrown off my cousin Jojo. Not only does he remember um, birthdays and things like that, this guy makes probably the best sandwich I've ever had in my life. Really? Dude, his name's Jojo, right? Have you ever heard of the uh, the sandwich shop called Togo's? Togo's? No. Okay, well, we have a place out here called Togo's. It's like killing Subway. You get a sandwich like this big, all the meats, right? I call him Jogo's. Like, this dude will fucking make you a sandwich right, that you knew every bite was love. I don't know why it tastes so goddamn good, but he'll make you a hoagie or a hero. It's like, his kid's got it, dude. And he's not a kid. I keep calling him a kid. He's a grown man. But the thing, my, my whole point is, is that he's has more potential than what they're giving him at. Like, they're putting him at Goodwill because that's who's the only main company that will take in people that have autism. There needs to be, fuck Walmart. Who gives a shit about Walmart? We need people to open up jobs and give these people better opportunities because if people like this can remember things, numbers, put them in accounting. See how they do in accounting real quick. Just try them out real quick. If this person can never forget numbers, I bet you'll never have somebody in your company steal from you again because this person is going to be on point with their numbers. Fucking you'll Rayman, you'll, dude. You'll, yeah, you'll never get fucking Rayman, bro. You'll never get embezzled again, bro. You put some of these people in a position to where they can't make friends. They, they don't know you personally. They can't personally be adapted to you. So you know they're going to tell the truth when they count the numbers. Try them out. See what's up. They just try it because we got some fucked up people in the society. Like you were saying, look like they're just beating people up in the fucking room. Uh, children, bro. Like, what the fuck is that about? You just beating up kids? Like, that kid can't even defend himself. Bro. Makes me want to go on there and fuck them all up myself, dude, to be honest with you. Exactly, dude. We've talked about so much through this episode. This yeah, is, you know what? That, that's good, though, dude. That's, you know what? That's I, I, would hope, dude. I hope you ask me to come back soon, dude, because I like conversating with you because you, um, Yo, all right, here's you're, open, you're open to listening. When you get on, when you get your podcast out from under construction, I will be more than happy to come on and shoot this shit with you. I would like you to be my first guest, dude. Like I would appreciate it if you were my first guest on I my pop podcast. The guest cherry, you could pop that fucking cherry, bro. It. I, I look. This is the broom review guy, your boy Cheddar, and I am officially saying that I want my dude right here to to pop my cherry. All right, man. <laughs> All right, look, yo. Cheddar, please promote everything you want. Promote your Instagram page. Promote everything that's coming up in the future, just in case when it does, when this episode does come out, people can find it as well, man. So you could uh, you could follow me right now um, at the Brew and Review Crew. You could also follow my music page. I'm a pop artist at Young Cheddar Nine One Six. And um, this has been an honor, man. I had a great time doing this show with you. And uh, for everybody out there, support your local beers. <clears throat> Go to your local breweries. 
don't buy no more bush. Don't buy no more Budweiser. Stay away from like the me, bush. That is the best ending. Stay away from the bush. Stay away from the bush.